everyone. Thanks for joining us for this challenge series called Heroes and Villains. In this series, we're looking at lesser known people in the Bible who made an impact on the world in either a positive or a negative way. The foundation verse for this series, Micah 6.8, which says, He has shown you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. So we're going to look at 12 different characters in the series. Mm -hmm. The first four who act justly or very evil. The second four, they love mercy or they take revenge. And the final four will choose to either walk humbly with God or they'll be consumed with pride. Our goal in this series is to learn through their examples, both good and bad, how to be a better disciple of Jesus. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone, to our Heroes and Villains series. In this series, we have been on an amazing journey of discovering and digging deep into the backstory of some of the little-known people in the Bible. I know for us, we have learned a ton, and I hope that you have too. So today, as we continue our series, we're going to look at the last person who either showed mercy or they took revenge. The person we're talking about today is Boaz. His name may sound familiar to you because it's tied to a well-known story about Ruth, a lady who actually has a book in the Bible named after her. Now, in the story of Ruth, Boaz has mercy on Ruth after her husband dies and she moves back to Bethlehem with her mother-in-law. We can find the story of Boaz in Ruth chapters 2 through 4. So let's talk a little bit about Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite who was married to the son of a Jew by the name of Elimelech. Elimelech and his family had moved to Moab during a really severe drought, and they were just trying to survive. Now, it was there that Ruth met Elimelech's son and got married. But in a sad series of events, her husband, her father-in-law, and her brother-in-law all died thinking that her daughter-in-laws would leave her and go find new husbands, Naomi, Elimelech's wife, decided to return to her homeland. And despite Naomi's push to stay, Ruth insisted on going with her. So when they arrived in Bethlehem, they had no food. Ruth went out to the field to gather some grain for her mother-in-law, and this is where she meets our hero, Boaz. Boaz was a wealthy landowner in the town of Bethlehem. He showed up to check on his harvesters not long after Ruth started picking up some of the grain following after his crews out in the field. And curious as to what was going on, he asked his foreman, like, who is that girl? And his foreman said, oh, 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 she's that girl that moved back to town with Naomi, your relative. Boaz must have heard of the tragic story of Naomi and Ruth because he went straight over to Ruth and he told her, he said, you can stay right here. You don't need to go anywhere else. And then he said to her, he said, follow the other girls in the field. And when you get thirsty, go get yourself a drink. And don't worry about all these men. I've already warned them to leave you alone. So, but Boaz didn't stop there. Uh, At lunchtime, he invited Ruth to eat with them. And while she was eating, he went over to the other girls and he told them, 
hey, pick some of the grain, but then drop it right in front of Ruth so that her and, and her mother-in-law, Naomi, that they, they're going to have plenty. And when evening came, Boaz told Ruth that she should just come back again the next day. Now, Ruth doesn't know this guy, and so she's overwhelmed with his kindness and can't understand why he's being so kind to a stranger. And so when she arrives home, she tells Naomi all about Boaz and how he had blessed them with all this grain and all that he did for her that day. And when Naomi found out that it was a relative Boaz, she told Ruth, she said, you go on back there tomorrow uh, because you're going to be safe when you're there with him. So day after day after day, Ruth continued to gather grain from the fields of Boaz. And she worked all spring through the barley harvest and then on through the summer, through the wheat harvest. And as the summer was coming to an end, Naomi could see something going on here and she decided to push things as she became a matchmaker. She told Ruth, she said, tonight, take a bath, put on some perfume and a nice dress. Go to the threshing floor and wait until Boaz falls asleep. Then go lay beside him. I'm like, like what? This stuff is really in the Bible? Uh, but she did it like crazy, you know? So she lays down beside Boaz and he wakes up about midnight freaking out. And he's like, who are you? And she said, I'm Ruth, your servant. Cover me with the corner of your blanket because you are my family redeemer. Uh, apparently Boaz liked this idea, but (laughs) he was an honorable guy and and he kept her virtue. But the next day, Boaz got busy and he made arrangements with his relatives to to marry Ruth. Now, after Boaz and Ruth got married, they had a son by the name of Obed. And when Obed grew up, he actually became the grandfather of King David. So because of Boaz's mercy, he became part of the lineage of Jesus. Now, here's what I think is super interesting about this story. And that's who Boaz's parents are. Because if you remember back a few episodes, there was this Jewish spy who went into Jericho and stayed at a brothel owned by Lady Rahab, a prostitute. He, Salmon, was the spy, and he ended up marrying Rahab, and they became the parents of Boaz. Wow. I believe that played a big part in teaching Boaz mercy because God had shown his parents so much mercy that they taught Boaz to be a merciful person as well. Yeah. All right. So Boaz, I have to be Mm -hmm. honest, when you first said we're going to do a study on Boaz, I rolled my eyes because not that that Boaz isn't a great story, but I feel like you hear so many single women say, I'm waiting for my Boaz. And I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. But honestly, I love this story. I love the Mm -hmm. history of Boaz. I love knowing that his mother was Rahab the prostitute? Like, didn't know that mm. until we dove into this. No, isn't that crazy? It is crazy, and I. But I also love how it, the more you study the Word of God, the more you see it's not a bunch of individual stories. They're all linked together. Yeah, and yeah. our story is linked to that story. Like we, God is continually building on what He's always done, 
And I, I love that. I, so I was yeah. excited about this. Yeah. But I think there were some, three things that I really just was like, wow, this is amazing. I love that you start off with Boaz didn't judge her. He questioned who she was. Mm-hmm. I mean, who is this lady? Why is she in my fields? But right. he didn't judge. Yeah. He didn't say, oh, she's not one of us. She's not from here. He didn't yeah. judge. And yeah. for me, for us, I think that's a great lesson of let's let's go into life without our, you know, without our defenses up. Let's let's give people a chance. Yeah. Let's yeah. don't just assume. Don't just yes. automatically just go, wow, like this person. You well, know. and but we do. I do. I, I mm-hmm. size people up. I'm like, oh, well, that's this. But like, mm-hmm. what a great reminder. Just go in with no agenda and give people a chance. Yeah. So he yeah. didn't he didn't judge her. And then I loved that he didn't just give her handouts. And I think that we oftentimes get real, we get real turned off by help the whole proclamation that we're supposed to help people in need. And we're yeah. oftentimes we're real quick to say, well, they need to go get a job or they need to do this. Mm-hmm. And we want, we say, I'll do what God wants me to do. But within these boundaries, he didn't just say, hey, sit down. We're going to bring you wheat. He let her work. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he, he gave her an environment in which to operate. And I think we can rethink how God's asking us to help people. It's not always yeah, yeah. about handouts. That is, that is really good. It's giving people really opportunity. You I know? think we need to do that. We need mm-hmm. to rethink how we help people. Yes. There's nothing wrong if the Lord puts it on your heart to hand a homeless guy 10 bucks. Right. But don't get, don't limit, oh, well, it's just about handing out money. No, it's about giving people opportunity. It's about yeah. giving them a seat at your table and the opportunity to help clean up the dishes yeah, afterwards right. or whatever that yeah, looks like, yeah. you know? And he did that. He gave her a seat at his table. He did, but he also let her work. Mm-hmm. And I think that we've had a real skewed idea of what outreach admissions look like. It's not about free handouts. It's about mm-hmm. giving people the freedom to to have ownership and and to invest in a bigger picture. Like Mm -hmm. you can have a seat at this table, but you're going to also help wash the dishes. You can come and I want to help make sure you have food for your family, but you're going to help package this up, whatever that looks like. Um, You know what I love about that, though, is that's building relationships. It is. It is. It's it's sometimes giving money is the easiest thing to do Mm -hmm. because that's not relational, but it's doing life with people, Mm -hmm. teaching them how to do things, giving them the tools they need. So they can continue to do those things, right? Yeah, right. I loved that. I loved that it wasn't like, oh, she's a pretty girl. Who's this girl? She's pretty. Listen, give her what she wants. He's like, no, let her work with us. Make sure that there's food for her to pick up. I mean, mm-hmm. he he found some, he gave her some shortcuts, or if you want to call he, it that. Yeah, but sure. he, he made still, it easy for he her. He made it easy for but, her, but she still worked. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And then the other thing was, he handled everything with integrity. Uh, the whole part of her climbing into his bed, that just is so weird to me. <laughs> but he handled yeah. it with integrity. Obviously, he, he was excited because the next day he's like, we're going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I think that that is something that we all need to check our hearts. We can do good things, but out of the wrong heart. 
And he did good things and he did it with integrity. And that's a lesson I think that we all, me specifically, really could walk away and evaluate. What's what's my motive? What's sure. what's the agenda behind what I'm doing? Sure. And so loved this lesson, super excited um, for the discussion that's going to come out of this. But I think the um, the weekly challenge, and this is going to sound a little weird, so okay. hear me out, yeah. is rethink who and why you show mercy. To who and why you show mercy. Rethink mm-hmm. who you're showing mercy to and why. Because we're real quick yeah. to go, I'll show mercy to this person, but this person doesn't deserve... We hold up, rethink that. Yeah. Why do we get to decide who gets mercy and who doesn't? Because right, honestly, right. I don't deserve the mercy that God's yeah. shown me. Sure. So kind of revisiting that what you said at the first point right. was is that don't automatically judge. That's part of showing mercy. Right. Don't assume. Yeah. Put don't assumption assume. aside. And so through this week. Look for those moments where when you want to, whether it's mentally or verbally, pass judgment on someone. Check yourself. Mm-hmm. Rethink that. Why, why do I want to do that? Why do I feel the, the need to box this person in or mm-hmm. label this person and ask, let the Holy Spirit check your heart. And why am I doing this? I love that. I, love I do that. too. I'm, I'm a little yeah. nervous about what I'm going to have to do with myself. <laughs> I, yeah, I get it. But I get I, it's it. Me so too. good. It's so good. Yeah. So I'm excited about this series. I think it's great. I love this story. I love the history. And I can't wait. I know we can't wait to hear. We've been hearing some great, getting great feedback. We can't wait to hear how your this this challenge played out in your life with rethinking how you see people and how we Mm-hmm. show mercy or don't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Hey, thank you again for joining us. And and we really do hope that you guys are growing and learning to be more yeah. of a disciple of Jesus through this series like we are. Yeah. And uh, we can't wait to see you back here again next week. Yeah. Have a great one.